0: in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 6 this morning. Good to be a Christian this morning. My brother Jeff was talking about the 23rd Psalm, reminded me that the teacher was teaching, the I think it was seven years old, and and the teacher read the 23rd Psalms and said, now what's that mean to y'all? And one little boy raised his hand and he said, the, "The Lord is my shepherd and I got it made." I th- thought you can read any comment, read any commentary you want to read. It won't get no better than yeah. that. He's our shepherd and we got it made this morning. What a Savior and a friend we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And first, I want to thank you for all your prayers for Connie. And thankful do. the surgery went real well and. Thank she's still in a lot of pain and needs her prayers, but I know the Lord's going to take care of her this morning, and my, we serve an anointing time God, and never fails us, he never comes up short, and my, what a wonderful Savior we serve this morning. Verse 6, it says, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before the swine, lest they... Trample them under their feet, and turn again, and rend you, and and they some different beliefs on this scripture, but the only thing I know to do is give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me, and I thought in in, in Proverbs it, it it says you rebuke a a foolish man, and he'll hate you for it, he'll hate you for it, you, and probably probably never forget it. You, go up to a, a drunkard and say, you're going to burn in hell for your drunkenness He'll hate you for it. He'll despise you for it. The Proverbs says you re, rebuke a righteous man. And it says afterwards, he'll love you for it. Do, do you see none of us takes rebuke very well. The old pride of life. Pride, we don't like to admit we're wrong or admit fault. And then ain't none of us takes rebuke very well. But a righteous man will ponder it on his heart and think about it and when they realize the error of their way they'll love the one that rebuked them and and told them about but but a foolish man will hate you for it he'll never get over it so i believe what jesus is is trying to show us is give give not that which is holy Now, now the holy is that's the commandments that's the word of god that's the scripture now and the dogs and the swine now—they were unclean animals, and and, uh, and if you touch a dog or or a swine, you was made you ceremonially unclean. You couldn't even go into the temple and pray if you had recently touched a swine or a dog that was unclean. So, I, so I believe that's representing the the ungodly of the world, the the outcast. And he said, "Give not that which is holy unto the dogs," and, and I believe that's simply what Jesus is trying to show us. It's not going to do you no good to go up to a drunkard and say you're going to burn in hell for your drunkenness, but there's no. But we should show them the gospel, tell them about the love of Jesus, the the love that Jesus has showed to us. We should in turn show that love to that drunkard, to that uh, to the ungodly, to the unholy, and. and And it's not up to us, as Pastor Rob says all the time, it's not up to us to clean the fish, it's it's just up to us to catch them and let the the Lord, the Lord to bring the conviction and do the changing in their hearts and not up to us to go around pointing fingers. Ain't none of us in any kind of shape to look down on anybody else anyway. We've all sinned and we've all come short of the glory of God, we all, ain't none of us here this morning is not in need of a savior, not in need of forgiveness and a pardon and and we're all together filthy and unclean according to the scriptures. And thank God for the blood. And, and thank God for the cleansing, power, and the washing away of, of that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've been cleansed and washed through that blood. Praise His And neither cast your pearls before the swine. And, and listen to this. And lest they trample them under their feet. Do you see? You rebuke a foolish man. He'll hate you for it. Uh, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. They'll they'll, they'll not accept it. You can't can't go out here and tell a drunkard that you're going to burn in hell for your drunkenness. They'll they'll not accept it. It's hard for a righteous man to even accept rebuke, much less an ungodly and unholy. In verse 7 it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, Jesus uh, made us a powerful promise here, my, and my, if we just realize who Jesus is, he, he's holy and, and he's righteous, and, he, and there's no way he could ever go back on his word, there's no way he could ever, ever renege on a promise that he's made, do you see, he would no longer be holy. If he would renege on one of his promises, he'd no longer be holy. He, he, he cannot sin, he cannot. And he will not, and he does not want to sin, and he never will sin, and he never will go back on the promises that he's made. We can count on it. We can depend upon it. Uh, Heaven and earth is going to pass away, but this word will never pass away. Hallelujah this morning. And he said, I ask, and it shall be given you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, uh, as it shows us uh, on down here, uh, on down here now, if one of these uh, little kids would come up and and ask for a rattlesnake, ain't none of us going to give a little kid a rattlesnake to play with? Do you see the? Depend. I'm thankful this morning that there's a lot of prayers down through my Christian life. The Lord didn't answer for me. I've prayed a lot of foolish prayers. Thank God He didn't answer them. So so and 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 my and I think you know a lot of our prayers is. It's it's too much centered on the physical and the things of this world anyway. Yeah. They ought to be more centered on the heavenly, upon the permanent, upon the things of God and the ways of God. And, and if we ask God uh, to help us to be a better Christian, yeah. why, he loves us, my goodness. One of my little grandkids come and ask for a piece of bread. I'm not going to give him a rock. Right. My goodness. And we ask God to be a better Christian, why, sure, he'd help us. Why he wouldn't? He wouldn't renege him What's he? He'd be glad to help us to be a better Christian. No doubt in my mind about it. Hallelujah this morning. But uh, do you see a uh, a lot of reasons as why we're not a a better Christian already? Because these things in our life that shouldn't be there, these things we should be doing that we're not doing. And do you see? And when we ask God to be a better Christian. He won't go beyond your self-will. He won't go over that wall of self-will. Now, he—he'll not come down and grab you by the hair of head and make you. But he'll come with that still small voice. Do you see? If we want to see the supernatural, we got to be willing to do the natural. Amen, Amen and hallelujah. We got to be willing to. So if we ask God to be a better Christian, and then He begins to put things up on our heart, well, you—you you really ought to be reading instead of watching that television show. Yeah. You really ought to be praying and instead of talking about your neighbor. Do you see? We've got to hear that still, small voice, be willing to submit and surrender, and, and allow God to make those necessary changes in our life, and then we can see the supernatural. We can be better Christians, better men, and, and better women. We can be better fathers and better mothers and better sons and better daughters, better church members. Amen. And how if we just ask and, we, and then listen, don't, 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 don't God, he, he, won't, he won't go well, beyond your self will now. We've got to be willing to submit and make those necessary changes in our life and, and, and seek and seek and you shall find. My, we want to uh, know more, have more understanding of the Word of God. Why, there ain't no way He'd turn us down. It would tickle him pink to help us to understand and, and know the Word of God. But, but it goes back to self-will now. He's not going to go beyond your self-will if you're not willing to sit down and spend some long time with God and spend some time in the Word and, and pray and, and agonize with God uh, why, why he'll help you. There's nothing more valuable upon the face of the earth than the knowledge of this book right here. Hallelujah, there's nothing. That money could never buy you what this book can give you this morning. Hallelujah. I, I've been on this way about 40 years now, and I've went through a lot of dark valleys and dark places in my life and deep valleys, and some of them I brought on myself. My own fault. But, but in those dark valleys, the only thing I had to hang on to was the Word of God. Money couldn't have done nothing for me in those dark valleys. But the word of God, give me the strength. Give me the courage to just keep on keeping on. Oh, praise His high. There's nothing more valuable. My goodness gracious, there'll be a valley. There'll be a dark place in your Christian life. You'll wish you'd have been reading instead of watching that old TV show. Why? It'll give us hope. These people not here this morning. That should be. If they'd have spent more time in the Word, they'd have probably still been here this morning. Do you see the devil's going around as a rowing line? He's walking up and down the aisles of Union Valley Church trying to figure out which is the next one he can get out and stay on. He's relentless. And he's fighting us. And only hope we've got is stick our noses in the book. It, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God this morning. Praise is high and holy. And if we don't stay in the book, hallelujah, there's going to be some dark places we wish we would have. There's going to be some temptations come along. You'll wish you knew more of the word. Amen and hallelujah. It's powerful. It's powerful. This word is powerful. And we need it to survive the Christian. We need it to endure to the end this morning, to know and understand. There's nothing more valuable on the face of the earth is knowing this book right here. Amen. Nothing will bring you more benefits than what the word of God will this Amen. morning. For, verse 8 says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Uh, look at that. He, he said, Ask and you, it shall be given you for everyone that asketh receiveth, God's not going to turn you down. He that seeketh, findeth. You wanna learn more about the word, learn learn more about the more we more we understand about the personality of God, personality the more it'll help us, the more we'll understand the word. Just understanding who he is, what he stands for, his holiness, his righteousness, his upright. He never lies. He's never never had a bad thought. uh, How much he really loves us. Oh, only if only our little minds could understand just how much he loves us this morning. Seeketh he findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be open unto you. Knock, it <laughs> will be open. My, he, they, he'll move heaven and earth to help one of his children and get closer. Draw nigh to him and do what's right and acceptable in his eyes. And or well, what man is there of you, uh, of whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? I don't have little kids. I got little grandkids, and, and one of those little grandkids come to me and ask for some bread. I'm not going to go out in the driveway right. and get him a rock to eat. Right. I'm, I'm not, or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? I'm not going to give one of my little grandkids a snake to play right. with. There's no way. And he said, And if ye then being evil. Yes, sir. Tell us it. Now, I think that's a lot of times what we don't get. We're evil. We're evil, born all together into sin and wickedness. Every one of us has. Do you see? We're born all together in sin on a runaway train to a devil's hell. And wasn't nothing we could do about it. But Jesus stepped in between us and our destiny... Hallelujah. And hung there on that old rugged cross. Oh, praise His high and holy. And we're wicked and vile and dirty. And if there's any good whatsoever comes out of any of us, it's going to be the Holy Ghost living within us. It's going to be the Word of God flowing through our mind. It's going to be our advocate. i at the right hand of the Father this morning. Praise His high. And if ye then be an evil, boy, of sin and wickedness, and and we wouldn't treat our grandchildren, our kids, our, the church kids. We wouldn't even treat our enemies' kids like that to give them a snake instead of fish. What well, none of us would. But if we, being evil, know how to give give gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give Amen. good things to them that I, and notice the good things. Yes, sir. The good thing. He ain't gonna give you a, a rattlesnake to play Amen. with now. Amen. <laughs> He's not going to give you a boat if it's going to keep you out of church. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Give good things to them that ask him. My, ain't no way. Ain't no way. We, we want to draw not in. only thing's keeping us from getting closer to God and being better Christians, just look in the mirror. <laughs> God's sitting up there on the throne. Jesus is there as, a, as our advocate. He wants nothing but for the best for our lives. He wants to fill us with joy and with peace and with happiness and blessings into our life. But a lot of times it's us. Got that brick wall up there. Unwillingness to draw nigh to God. Unwillingness to submit to the ch- necessary changes that needs to be in our life this morning. I, I appreciate the Lord. What a Savior and a friend we have this morning.